welcome to this episode of Marvelous Mouse Talk. I'm your host, Marcella Zimmerman, and I'm joined today by Allison DePisa. Hello. Rochelle Murphy. Hi, y'all. And Haley Knipe. Hey, everyone. As always, this podcast is brought to you by MarvelousMouseTravels.com. We're creating marvelous memories, one family at a time. Universal Studios Orlando is celebrating 30 years of Halloween Horror Nights this year. This year's event runs through October 31st, 2021, and today we're going to explore the event and share all of the fun details with you. How's everyone doing today? Great. How are you? Good. Y'all got to go experience this, and I am so chicken, I will not even try. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to hear about what y'all have to say. It was a week ago tonight, so it's fresh on my mind. Yes, a week ago. (laughs) So this is a big one. I mean, like Universal, I think, has been looking forward to this for, I don't know. I want to say, like, even last year, we've been hearing a lot of rumbling about 30 years. So um, they really went all out, in my opinion. I don't know. Is that how y'all feel? I did. I mean, well. To be honest, this was the first time I've actually um, attended a Halloween Horror Nights. And I know it's been going on for 30 years and I've been going to Universal for almost that amount of time. But um, it was my first time, so I don't have anything to compare it to. But um, if talking about going all out, I would definitely agree with you. It was just a night to remember. Yeah, last year was supposed to be the 30th. And then everything, you know, shut down and happened with COVID and they made the decision to push it. So technically it's the 31st year. (laughs) So, but, um, but they wanted to go all out with this event and, you know, they weren't going to be able to do that last year um, with all the guidelines and everything in place. So they just, they made the decision to push the 30th anniversary to this year, which I think was great because it gave them more time to really kind of enhance the houses and not that they really need enhancements, but I've been to four Halloween Horror Nights now at this point. So this was my fourth one. Um, So this one to me definitely seemed like the houses had a lot more thought into them. So I definitely think they went all out this year for the 30th. They brought in new shows, new scare zones, new food. So I definitely think it did. They they wanted it to be as big as, as it should have been for the 30th. So when we talk about going to the event, I think first we should start with tickets and how exactly you get to partake in this fun event. So the tickets to Halloween Horror Nights are separate from your, um, you know, your park to park tickets to um, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. It needs to be purchased separately. Um, And then you have the option to add on an express pass. And I'm sure we'll get into this later. It's a must have. But, um, you know, you you buy this ticket and it's just for the event. So it doesn't get you into the parks that day. It literally gets you in just when the 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 event starts. And they do have multi-day tickets. So it's if you plan to go multiple times, and a lot of people do, um, they do have things called frequent or frequent fear passes. Um, and so they have different levels of them so that uh, you can visit multiple events. So like a few of them have are for just September events, and some of them have September and October events, and some of them are, you know, September and October events, but they you, you can't go on Saturday night. So, I mean, there is different levels of tickets, but they are called, like, frequent fear passes, and so if you do plan to go, usually, if you're planning to go three or more nights, the frequent fear passes do come in a little bit cheaper than what a one or a two night ticket would be or a three night ticket would be. So there is multiple tickets that you can get. And with the express passes to piggyback off what Allison said, 
The express passes are separate. So they are not your normal express passes like what you would normally get for the theme parks, or they are not the express passes that you get that are included with the premier resorts. Right. So they are completely separate, separate tickets, completely separate expense. Um, so that's a mistake that a lot of people do make. And they do think that because they're staying at a premiere, they get express passes to the event. And that is not the case. They are separate. Right. And, you know, you hook up with your marvelous mouse travel agent and they will, uh, they'll take you through all of it, all the different options. I mean, I think we met a few locals who had those um, frequent fear passes that Rochelle mentioned. And, you know, they come like several nights, you know, um, a month just to, to take advantage of it. But if you are a family of, you know, taking a week long vacation or a three night vacation, then you can kind of see, you know, how much time you want to dedicate to it. I think um, if you have the express pass, I think you can probably get away with one night. I was just saying earlier before we started recording that we didn't get to see um, as much of the show, as many of the shows as we would have liked to see, but we, because our priority was the haunted houses. So we got through every one of the haunted houses, but just didn't get through, um, through all of the shows. But I, I mean, I think ideally, what do you think, Rochelle, like two nights would be great if you could dedicate that to it? Oh, I'd a hundred percent say two or three nights. I mean, we, yeah. we had the express passes last week, my husband and I, when we went and we, we did everything. But I definitely feel like I didn't have the opportunity to kind of really take it all in. So I definitely think that having express passes, if you can have them for a night, I would say at least get them for one night just yeah. so you can bypass the line really quickly. But then I would definitely say just go a night or two afterwards and just don't have them and just enjoy the atmosphere of them and the scare zones and everything. Um, so I would say total... I agree with, I agree with you. Maybe two or three nights is like the best, but honestly, I'm one of those that I could go every single night and probably never get tired of it and see something different. Oh yeah. This is definitely not for the faint of heart. I think we should take a moment and mention that. Um, I just like Marcella am a scaredy cat. Um, for sure. I've been to a few haunted houses and things like that, but, but this is nothing like that at all. When you have a big company like Universal Studios that helps produce movies and things like that, uh, you can fully expect to come to this event and it just completely blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I think, um, I, I think the scares for me were more of like a jump out and say, gotcha scare you know um except for maybe um the haunting of hill house that one was pretty creepy and we'll, we'll talk about that later but um they were i mean it's you're you're absolutely right Haley. like it's universal at its finest i think and here's here's a good like tip that i i give a lot of you know i, I tell a lot of people about they do have behind the screens tours that they conduct on event yes. days and they do three or six house tours for the faint of heart or for those that just they're not they're nervous about the event. They're not comfortable about, you know, possibly being at the event. Um, they're not they're going to be uncomfortable maybe being in the house that night or they're even unsure about it. I've done the I love doing the behind the screens tour. That is to me like I could do that tour. I, I, I love the behind the screens tour because you go into the houses with the lights on. And your guide is going to show you where the jump zones are, you know, and they'll show you details of the house that you 
won't see during at night. So you get to see how they built the house and you get to see where, and they tell you really cool things. Like in 2019, when we did the behind the screen store, they had the Ghostbusters house was one of the houses. Well, the guns in the house were the actual guns. They used the props. It was the actual guns they used in the movie. And that's something you would not know. And you don't even see them when you're going through the house at night. I had seen it in the day and gone to the event at night. I forgot the guns were in that room. So, but they're there. And I would have never have known that those were the same ones they used in the actual movie. So it's just really cool. But it it helps you because you then can see it in detail. And you know, at least you kind of have an idea of where the jump scares are going to take place. And you can kind of prepare yourself for that. Or if there's something really gory that's going to happen, he would tell us like, okay, this is where something really gory and this is what's going to happen here you're going to see a decapitated head or you know whatever it is so and he just they kind of warn you about that so i would definitely say if you're uneasy about about it do the behind the screens tour first see them with the lights on and then maybe it may or may not it'll probably help ease your mind a little bit to go in it at night with the lights off yep yeah and like speaking of um some tips for easing into some of the scares and kind of showing up early during the daylight so that it's not as scary. Um, Another tip that I would offer is that uh, at the beginning of the event, it's still kind of bright outside. So your eyes might have a little bit of difficulty adjusting um, to the dim lighting in the houses. So one tip that we like to tell people is to wear sunglasses until you get into the house. Um, And that way your eyes can adjust more quickly and you'll be able to see all of hidden things that might be in the houses for you to pick up on. Oh, that's a really cool tip. We will, sorry, we will say that this event is recommended for guests 13 and older. So it's definitely, and you know, your children. So we, you do see children there that are younger than 13, but you know, parents know their kids and some kids, you know, they just like scary things and they're completely okay with it. But Universal does recommend it for guests that are 13 and older just because of the very mature, gory, you know, content that's going to be in the houses and in the scare zone and in the shows. So if you have a so if you have a Universal Studios ticket and you're visiting the park that day, Universal Studios Florida and just so you know, this event takes place in Universal Studios Florida. It does not take place in Islands of Adventure. So Universal Studios Florida will actually shut down to day guests at five o'clock. So if you have, that's where you want those park to park tickets, because if you do not have a Halloween Horror Night ticket and you only, I mean, uh, yeah, and you only have a base ticket, you cannot then jump over to Islands of Adventure to finish out your night. So, but it does shut down. It shuts down to guests during the day at five o'clock. If you have a theme park ticket for that day, you move into a space called a, a stay and scream zone. And they usually have two or three located throughout the park. This year, there's one in Simpsons and there is one by Finnegan's. And so, and you're, you kind of, they scan your ticket before you go into the zone and you stay there and hang out in that zone until they have moved all the day guests out. They have uncovered the props. They have prepared all the characters and everything. And usually you get in about 30 minutes earlier than the guests that are located at the front gate trying to get in. So it's really a great kind of thing to have. But you can also pay for a Scream Early ticket. And it's $30 a person. But that that lets you into the park at 3 o'clock. It's either 3 or 4. Allison, do you know what time? I think it's 3 o'clock. Okay, so at three o'clock, it lets you into the park and you can stay at that point in the park from three on. 
um, and go into one of those stay and scream zones when they open those up. And that again, gets you into the park early. So therefore you can get to the houses into the screens earlier than everybody that's waiting out at the front gate. Yeah. My, my, my friend and I had been hopping back and forth all day between um, islands and the studios. We decided to head back to hard rock. It was great. We walked back, took a little breather. Cause you're, you know, you're walking around all day and you're definitely going to walk at night at, um, at the event because you're there's a line to get in and then they have to kind of take you behind the scenes to get out. So there's definitely a lot of walking. Um, so we took a break, came back, made sure we went back into universal before 5 PM so that we could get into one of those, um, you know, stay in scream zones. We actually did the one over by the Simpsons and they kind of, they had people with signs with each haunted house on it. And we knew we wanted to do the, um, the haunting of Hill House first. And we'll talk a little bit in a minute about just kind of a strategy for how you might want to plan it. But um, so we followed the sign for that. We waited, we waited. They actually let us, we, we waited on a very long line while they were doing everything Rochelle just said, clearing the day guests out, turning everything over. Um, and they let us, you know, leave to use the bathroom, get something to eat. Um, it was, it was fine. And all of a sudden, like people started cheering and they started letting everybody in and um, we got in before everybody who was waiting at the gate. But for the people who are waiting at the gate that don't have a park ticket that day, it's definitely recommended that you're online, what, Rochelle, at least 45 minutes to an hour before six o'clock? An hour, 100%. Yeah. Yep, yep. So because they're letting you in at the front of the park, so then you have to make your way through. Um, but what's great is that if you had already been in the park, you know, they're letting you get that much closer to these haunted houses and get a jump start on people who are just coming in through the front entrance. And I hung out in the Finnegan's area. So we had drinks. <laughs> it was <laughs> wonderful. We went into Finnegan's and if you didn't know, Marvelous Mouse Travels has their own special drink inside Finnegan's. We created it in February. It was a group of us that went in, created this drink. We did taste testing and everything. If you are in that scare zone, go into Finnegan's and order a Marvelous Mule is what it's called. It's a ginger beer with like lemon drop. Wonderful, super refreshing. So that's where me and my husband hang out. We had a couple of Marvelous Mules while we were waiting. So we were good and freshed up and ready to go whenever they opened those gates for us. So it was a good place to hang out. And it's super shaded. So it was very shady. They have restrooms. So it was a wonderful place to kind of sit and wait before they opened everything out. So great spot. Well, it sounds a little different than being in the scare zone on the other side of the park because we were literally like single file by house. So, hmm, <laughs> next time I may have to go towards Finnegan's. <laughs> well, see, and Finnegan's does fill up first typically. So that's one of those tips where, you know, if you're wanting to stay in a certain one of the stay and scream zones, Finnegan's is usually the one that fills up to capacity first because yeah. they do have the restaurant there that is serving food and drinks. Um, whereas the Simpsons is not, or doesn't really have much as much there. So, and it is shaded and there is benches and stuff. So, um, that is the one that typically most people go to first. Hmm. Once you move out of that area, tell me all about the houses in the scare zone. Yeah. So, um, the haunting of Hill house is actually based on a horror show off of Netflix, which is really neat. So Netflix has teamed up with universal studios, um, to kind of tell the story of these five siblings who have been haunted by paranormal experiences that they had whenever they were in their childhood home, which is called the Hill House. And so they've remade this Hill House for everyone to experience at Halloween Horror Nights. Um, 
And I think you'll be quite surprised at, at how well they've been able to kind of mirror the TV show and add um, special elements that fans of this particular show can pick out as they go through the house. Yeah, I have to say, I, I hadn't seen the show since it originally aired, um, but I loved it when it did. And walking through the house, I was immediately brought back to the show and I started remembering things that I had, you know, forgotten about. It was, uh, it was a very cool experience and uh, you really did feel like you were in, in the show. And right next door to Haunting of Hill House was the Beetlejuice house. Now, um, from what I've heard, Beetlejuice has always had representation, but this was his first year getting his own haunted house. And Rochelle, I don't know about you, but for me, that was my favorite, I think, because everybody knows Beetlejuice. You remember the story. And it's literally like you're walking through, but it's the movie. But it's scary, but it was funny. I think of all of the houses, that was the one I was like laughing at the most. So actually, like, I loved Beetlejuice. It was great. I mean, it definitely is like, brings you back to the childhood. And my husband had actually not seen Beetlejuice. So we actually, after we had done the house, the night we got back from, um, from the event, I made him watch Beetlejuice. So, and, but, so he was able to point out, like, I was like, remember this part and this part? Cause while we were going through the house, he was like, what is that? What does that mean? But, but my actual favorite house of the entire night, which is kind of an off one was the wicked growth. And that's the oh. one with all the pumpkins. Oh, I that one was awesome. absolutely. That is like, hands down one of the best houses I have gone through it was like out of all the events I've gone it's definitely one of my favorites because it was just it was such a unique story but the detail in the house was so incredible and it's like it's about this evil pumpkin lord and you're kind of going through like his little evil growing like village and stuff and it's super cool because you're going through like a giant pumpkin is what you eventually end up into but just the the scares and stuff in that house was phenomenal. I just and it's its own story, so it's not something you know. If you've never been to Halloween Horror Nights, they usually have a few storylines that they team up with Netflix or you know their production studio, and they create like three or four houses of stories that we already know. So, but then they create stories, and that's where the other you know five, six, seven houses come from are stories that they've created with their creative teams and they're telling a story. So the ones like Beetlejuice or like Stranger Things in 2019, you already know what those stories are going to be. When you're right. going through the other houses that Universal creates, you really have to pay attention because there is a storyline that you're not going to know it because it's not something that you know, we've seen on Netflix or we've seen a movie about it's something that you're going to have to follow with it, which is makes it even cooler because they're telling you a story. So whenever you're able to go into a house and follow the story that they're telling you while being scared in the dark, you know, it's pretty incredible. And so w Wicked Gro Growth was my favorite because it was just yeah. a really, really awesomely. It was a greatly done jo uh, job on the house. Well, and that's a good point when you talk about the ones that are, you know, branded that we all know versus the ones that we don't. So, you know, they had things like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Bride of Frankenstein. Um, they had, you know, um, a couple of things that we've all heard of, but then they had these other ones like Wicked Growth, um, this, that Case Files unearthed one that was right by the entrance. Yep. That kind of felt like you were on like a murder mystery show and you're, you're walking through it. They had, um, horror in the heartland they had um the puppet theater yep 
and then the uh, the icons. I mean, they 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 really did a great job of telling their own story, like you mentioned, Rochelle. And those are the ones that I just I enjoy the most, and I do. I mean, obviously, you like the ones that you know. It's cool to kind of see them bring Stranger Things to life, and and I can't even remember the big. What's the big? monster you know i can't even remember it because it's been so long since i've watched it but grow or like, whatever it's called grow what is it grow goth grow i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember what it's called but like seeing some of the things that they bring to life or the sandworm for beetlejuice like at the very end of the beetlejuice house you have the yeah. huge sandworm you know so seeing some of those things that they bring to life is really really cool and they make them into really big puppets and it's pretty awesome how they put them together and and again you'll see on the behind the screen store how they utilize how they move these puppets and stuff so it's really really cool to do that but but i really enjoy the houses that they come up with because i like seeing the storyline that's gonna that they've created with these houses and and that's where these halloween horror night icons come from and that's one of the houses they had this year was the halloween horror night icons so those are you know over the years over the past 30 years they've had characters that they have brought to life like jack the clown um that they have they've created a house for and they've created this character for and they have it's kind of become very very popular so they have they've just kind of stayed with halloween horror nights and whenever you think about halloween horror nights especially if you've been a fan of the event you you just you associate that character with halloween horror nights so they brought in a halloween horror nights icon house this year where they brought in a lot of the different characters that people associate with halloween horror nights like jack the clown or the usher or the director or chance so if you follow those stories you know throughout the years um, it was a pretty cool house to go into just because you see them in the elements that you had seen them in, in your, in past year's events. And so those are, those are the ones like that had gone to Halloween Horror Nights for the past three decades, you know, they probably really appreciated that house. And some of us that are just newly following, you know, hopefully over time, some of these other houses that we're watching be created, those are going to start turning into icons and we're going to start, you know, associating those with the event stuff. So it's really cool to watch. Yeah. And that's a great point too, because I think um, as somebody who is new to it, I think you could go and walk through these houses more than once and have a completely different experience each time. You know, the first time you go through, you know, you're not exactly sure what to expect, but I think that's where having like a multiple, you know, day ticket would, would come in handy because you can go back and, and do it again. And, um, and it, you would see something that you didn't even notice the, the time before. hundred percent, hundred percent. You're going to, because, and that's what, honestly, we went through, um, the haunting of Hill house. And so we went through that house and the timing that we went through was off. And that sometimes happen happens with the houses, you know, the characters that are in there, um, they are timed, you know, so they come out and jump at you at, you know, they, I don't know what the seconds is or anything, but it's timed scares, you know, that they jump out at you. So we missed, so for the entire house, we were just behind the scare times. So we didn't have one act, one character jump out at us. So it was, we just missed it. So I felt like that was one of those houses that, and had we had seen the the show, we might have gone in and done it again. We had not seen the show, so we didn't really understand the house. Um, so we didn't do it again. But that was one that I probably would have gone through again 
to hopefully time it right to then really kind of maybe get the full effect of the house. And I, so I do think that you do have different experiences if you go through them multiple times. Definitely. And then throughout the park, you'll find scare zones, um, which I thought were super fun. And as you're walking through the park, I mentioned that I was there during the day. Um, you kind of see them there. It's not your usual, you know, Universal Studios. You're, you're seeing kind of props and things along the walkway. But once everything switches over to Halloween Horror Nights, it's like all of a sudden you're walking out of a haunted house and you're going to head back and, and go around the lake there. And then all of a sudden you walk and there's just fog and mist and the music changes. And then all of a sudden these scare actors just jump out at you and they all have different themes. Each area that you go to, the music is crazy, but like it kind of keeps the the, it keeps the scary going, you know, not only are you scared and, and feeling it when you're going through those haunted houses, but then like, as you're walking around the park, these scare zones really keep it going. And the music, oh my goodness. There was one where it was just all metal, like death metal music. It was just like, it was so much fun. They had five scare zones this year, which I mean, from what I recall, and I could be completely wrong. I feel like that's the most they've ever had. I think normally they only have like three or four, um, but the scare zones this year were really more intricate and there was stories kind of behind them yeah. that there normally has not been usually like, I mean, I just, you know, in the few other events that I've been to, they were just scare zones. I mean, you go through them and you're like, okay, you know, there's characters that are kind of placed around. There's not really a story to them this year. They really, and I, I was, pr- I was really impressed with the scare zones just this year because each one was very, very, very well done. And they had a story behind the scare zone, which is, I have not really noticed that in years past or really paid much attention to it. But like this year, I mean, they had the Crypt TV, which was like this TV show. And it's like you're walking through the the different television shows that are on Crypt TV. So each stage had a different kind of, you know, character with a different kind of um, show happening on their stage. And then you know, if you go over to where the controller is, right, which is right by the tribute store in Revenge of the Mummy, like that whole section, it's about this controller who controls your mind and you have to submit to the controller. So it was just like, so all the scare zones just really seemed to have a really cool a story behind them. So I felt like the scare zones were just as fun to go through as the houses were because they were, they were just so well done. And they had not been that in my experience in the past four years. And I mean, take away 2020, I guess, but my experience was not, had been, they were not as intricate and as, you know, detailed as what they were this year. I was very impressed with the scare zones this year. They're definitely something you don't want to miss. You want to go through them. Very, very cool. And great photo opportunities too. Oh, definitely. What about the other types of entertainment? Do they have any types of shows? So I, unfortunately, we had to squeeze everything into one night. We focused on the haunted houses. I didn't get to see any of the shows, but they looked so fun. We were so close to getting into one, but I think Rochelle saw a few. Yeah, so they have two shows that happen and they occur every hour. Um, so once it turns once at night, so it's usually I think it starts at either eight or nine o'clock and it goes every hour after that point. So they have the marathon of mayhem, which happens at the lagoon. It's a water show. 
So it only lasts about 10 minutes. So it's a very quick show that happens, but it's super, super cool to see because it's like they do a lot of waterworks and they do a lot of projections on the water. So it, and what they do, and they do this there, they just started this back in 2019, I believe was the first showing of it. And it was extremely popular. So they're apparently going to keep this going, but what they would do is show the different houses and scare zones and stuff on these waterworks. So it was kind of like a, overview of what the event was going is and everything that's in that event during that um during the show and so it was a really really cool water show and then they have nightmare fuel brand new show um so this is the first year they've done this show i've seen two other shows that they've done this is by far the best one that they've had so it is a separate show that's towards the back of the park um near men in black and it's in the big fear factor uh coliseum or theater kind of area but it is kind of it's an acrobatics it has a lot of pyrotechnics i will say that it is very mature in nature um there was kids sitting in front of me and i wanted to cover their eyes for some of the parts because it got (laughs) it definitely is this show was definitely for an adult audience um you know there's no words or anything in it with all the shows that they do with these it there's I mean, there's words, but it's kind of like a storyline, but you're following it with the different acts that come through. So it was really cool. There's a lot of dancing, like I said, pyrotechnics, um, a lot of gymnastics, acrobatics. So it was a really, really incredibly done event uh, or show. And it's definitely something that I would say you do not want to miss. You want to make time to go see the Nightmare Fuel. Absolutely. I hope they keep that around and just kind of, you know, update it every year because it was definitely a hit. The theater was full for every single showing. So our favorite topic on this podcast is food, of course. So um, Halloween Horror Nights is known for a lot of their food. So let me know what y'all eat. Um, The best thing I had that I've had in a long time was a... It was a pork belly. It was like a bourbon glazed pork belly. Rochelle, I don't know if you had this, but Tammy and I were loving this. And it was like glazed in a bacon bourbon. I don't even know. It was literally like a meat lollipop, you know, on a stick. And it was crunchy. And I ate that. And like, I felt like that was my meal. Like that was all I needed for the night. It was delicious. One of the first uh, snacks we had after we did our first haunted houses was this brisket grilled cheese, which was delicious. And, you know, they had these kind of food truck little spots open around the parks that had, um, you know, just different bites, cocktails, all themed for, you know, for horror. And they were scary and they were delicious. Yeah. So like you talked about like sandwiches Universal does like a really cool twist on sandwiches. So one thing um, that I saw was this thing. It's called a no chance in hell PB and J. So it's fried peanut butter and jelly and it's grape jelly and it has hot honey drizzle on the top. So um, they're always coming up with something unique and different to try. Yeah, it was great to just be able to walk around and kind of grab a bite here and there. And they had lots of different, um, you know, themed cocktails as well. We were going for the white claws. I'm not going to lie. I will tell you that every cast member we asked for advice or tips, they said, have a couple drinks. So we had a couple drinks and it definitely made the experience that much more fun. We went the sweet route. So we did a lot of the sweets. We, um, 
we did like the the donuts that the jack uh jacked up burgers that's the two donuts with the meat oh, um so in it good. so good it's smaller than what it looks like in the um in the picture but it was still super super delicious so we did that my favorite all-time favorite that i get every event is the uh pizza fries so that is just i look forward to that every year i hunt them down and i get them um so it's that's like one of those they have that pretty recurring every event so is the pizza fries they're phenomenal um, and we did like the Jack in a um, Jack in a jar. So it's, you know, red velvet cake in a jar. So we did that. Um, so we just kind of went more of the sweet route a little bit. We did the fried Oreos. Um, my husband got those. So we just tried more of that. But I will say when it comes to the food and drinks, a big tip when it comes to that is the lines get absolutely insane as the night goes on you're going to stand in a line longer for food and drinks than you will for a house or, or an attraction. So my biggest suggestion a hundred percent is to eat early or drink early. Um, when you see a line kind of short, jump in it and get you a drink or a food item in that line, because there were times that we were, especially towards the back. So the back of universal has most of the houses. So there's about five of them that are towards the back of it in the men of black area. And so that area gets very, very, very crowded. So whenever you're talking about food and drinks, and you also have the nightmare fuel show back there as well. So it gets very crowded and there's so many, they have a lot of booths and stuff back there, but the lines get super long. So I would say, you know, maybe pregame it a little bit, you know, to get yourself feeling a little good before the event. <laughs> While you're waking in the stay-in screen, go to Finnegan's, get you a couple of marvelous mules, get you some food, you know, that's going to hold you over a little bit. And then what we did is as soon as the, because we had the express passes, we could do this. Um, when they let us out of the stay-in screen, we went to the kiosk first and we started eating and drinking first. And then we went to the, I mean, we probably didn't hit a house until about an hour, hour and a half in. So um, we really took our time with the houses, but but the lines for the food and drinks get very, very long. So just kind of prepare yourself for that. I would a hundred percent say eat before the event. Do not wait to the event to then. I mean, the food that they serve there, it's like finger food. So think like festival kind of food. They're not full blown meals. So I would say eat before you go to the event, go in city walk, bring you a sandwich, you know, do something, but eat your meal before the event starts and then kind of snack on the finger foods and the desserts and different things that they have throughout the kiosk in the event. Um, but I would say definitely do those early because about 10, nine to 1130 ish, the lines are really bad at a lot of the food and drink kiosks, and it takes you a while to get some. And attractions, I guess we can talk about the attractions. Some there's, attractions open during the event too which is really cool uh because you if you have those express passes those express passes are going to get you onto the attractions once so and that's what the express passes do they you can bypass the lines for the for the houses and the attractions one time each but they had um they have more of the more popular adult rides open during the event so like rip ride rocket uh gringotts um transformers you have men in black and the Revenge of the Mummy. So those were the ones that were open during the event. So, I mean, and I'll tell you the lines, that is the time to ride rides is during the event because everybody's in the houses. 
the right the lines to the rides are pretty non-existent so you just don't have many lines to the rides so really cool thing to do to visit the attractions at that point so let's talk a little bit about merchandise because i know that we saw a lot of stuff come out of out of universal especially for the 30th was there anything that really stood out for y'all did y'all leave with something that y'all purchased well, we went through the tribute store, which is my favorite. We had done that earlier in the day, and my girlfriend and I picked out matching light up horns to wear around the park <laughs> for the event. And um, and the, the but the tribute store really had a ton of stuff, um, you know, from different t shirts and and memorabilia that commemorated like each of the open uh, the open houses, excuse me, the uh, haunted houses. Um, they they just really had a ton of stuff. We got shirts. <laughs> we got, I wanted a shirt that said the 30th anniversary. Like that's what I was looking at. That's what I wanted. And what we went through the tribute store and it didn't, they didn't have the size that I needed. So actually most of the, not most of the stuff, but a lot of the more popular stuff they sell in the tribute store is actually also located in the universal store at the front of the park. So we went to that store and I found the shirt that I was looking for in my size and they had it there. We actually bought short shirts there in the park to wear for the event. And we changed into those shirts in the park. Um, so because we wanted to be cool for the event and look like we had been prepared. <laughs> for, yeah. And for I had it. been saying we stayed at Cabana Bay on this trip and Hard Rock and both of the hotels had, um, you know, Halloween Horror Nights themed shirts, whether it was just branded Halloween Horror Nights or it had special characters on it, um, you know, that glowed under the black lights. There was just, there was stuff everywhere. So if you um, want to dress up for the theme, you'll you'll definitely find something at Universal when you're there. Yeah, they don't just have t-shirts either. Um, another thing I'd mentioned, you can buy cups, you can buy pins. If you're one of those people who like to decorate your bags or jackets with pins, Um they have even decorations for your house and, of course, plenty of stuff with Jack on it, who has become like an iconic clown character of Halloween Horror Nights. So make sure you look out for all of that stuff. And that kind of brings us to dress code, because that is a question, you know, that we get a lot about. Is there a dress code or guidelines? You cannot wear costumes to this event. It is not a um it's not a halloween event i mean it's halloween horror nights but you know adults are not allowed to wear costumes you're not allowed to bring in fake weapons or anything like that you can cosplay and that's what a lot of people do and it's really cool to see how creative people get with their with the cosplay and stuff so you are allowed to do that um you know a lot of people do just wear the merchandise or they just wear normal athletic clothes or casual clothes so you really can kind of go any way you want to i would say definitely you still want to wear comfortable shoes so no matter what you decide to to dress as you don't want to be wearing wedges or heels or you know anything with it um because you are going to do a lot of walking a lot of walking so you definitely want to just make sure that you have comfortable shoes. And one thing that we were just talking about too earlier was the rain. You want to prepare for rain. You are in South Florida. They do have afternoon storms. They do have storms that come through for an hour or two at night. You know, you're in a tropical climate. So make sure that you're bringing ponchos or rain jackets or umbrellas or something to have because you don't want to start off your night soaked. So 
make and we brought super cheap ponchos that I had in my little fanny pack. Um, that if we had to pull them out and wear them, we would wear them during the the storm and then we would throw them away. I went and got them for a dollar at the Dollar Tree. So that's what we do. Um, and that was that would keep us dry if it rained. Thankfully, it didn't for our event. But so far, it has rained for every Halloween Horror Nights event this year, except for the one that me and Allison went to last Wednesday. <laughs> so prepare for the rain, prepare for comfort, but you can dress up and be super cute and feel good in cosplay if you want to do that. So what would you tell people, not even if it's just their first time, but what's your most valuable tip that you can offer someone? My most valuable tip is to splurge for the express pass. It was so worth it, especially if you don't have you know, more than one night that you can dedicate to the event. Um, if we didn't have the express pass, I felt like we would have been waiting in line forever. Same, same reason why we always recommend the express pass when you're just doing the parks regularly. But, um, we were able to get so much more in having, having that express pass. And I almost felt guilty walking by people who were waiting on the standby line, (laughs) um, looking miserable. So definitely splurge for express. Yeah, so um, my most valuable tip would definitely be don't forget your camera. Bring your camera or your cell phone. Uh, Make sure you have some way of keeping it out of the rain in case it does rain. But um, make sure you don't forget that camera because there's going to be a lot of great photo opportunities. uh, And you'll definitely want to make your friends at home jealous that you got to come to Halloween Horror Nights and they didn't. Okay, I'm going to be the extra one. Mine's a two-parter so um, because I can't do anything easy. First, my tip is, would be to do the Behind the Screens tour. Like I said earlier, it's an incredible tour. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to see how they build, how it, they go through the ex- entire process with you of from the design process to building it to, I mean, the creative everything. And so I think that it's just such an underrated underutilized tour that is just absolutely incredible if you're a big fan of the event or even if you're a first timer and you kind of want to see it before you actually experience it I would say splurge on the behind the screens tour they do it every event day during the daytime there's a three house tour and a six house tour I will tell you the six house tour is very long and if you do that tour, it's going to be, it's going to cut in close to the event start time. So just kind of be prepared for that. And just know you're going to do a lot of walking, but totally worth it. And then the second tip that I would say is come early, stay late. The crowds are super low at the start of the event and the crowds are super low after midnight. So um, if you are, if you don't have the express passes, be prepared and just, and just do it. I mean, come early and just, that needs to be your day is the event. Come in at four o'clock or, you know, if you do the stay in screen or if you do the scream early, come in at three, stay, get there early, start head towards the back of the theme park, hit those houses first, because you can get a lot of them done in the back first and then wait. And then after midnight, the crowds start to die down a lot and you can do a lot after midnight. So those would be my two big tips. Great tips all around. Thank you ladies for sharing all of those valuable tips and for all of your knowledge um, on Halloween Horror Nights. And I'd also like to thank you for listening into this for listening to this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Be one of the first to know when a new episode has been released. If you'd like to get in touch with one of our travel agents featured on today's show or any other travel agent at Marvelous Mouse Travels, 
upon your next Universal Studios vacation, please visit our website, www.marvelousmousetravels.com. I'll provide a link in our show notes. We hope you have a marvelous week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.